When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sackdown! That <laughs> caught me a little flat-footed. I'm not going to lie. When I heard it, it made me smile. I uh, I had not heard that one in quite some time, so well done to Mr. Did you ever have this uh, when you were in like high school, when you were walking through the hallways, and somebody just kind of bumps you in their shoulder, right? They just kind of walk right by you, and they just hit you right in the shoulder. Yeah. Taylor did that to me today for no reason at all. <laughs> exactly. I was, just, I was literally just early. going to the kitchen just to grab a cup of coffee. He's letting you know. I'm looking at the Christmas tree. I'm waving <laughs> to, socks in the bin. to Greg, and I'm humming Christmas songs, and this guy just hits coming me in with a shoulder. Coming in heavy? Coming in Knock hot? coffee out of your hand. <laughs> I don't even want to look at you today, Say Butterfingers. It is a. Uh, it's an act of dominance. It is a power move. Jeez. It is all of these. We're things not playing. Are... <laughs> We're not actually in the game. You and I. <laughs> I. Look, it's a. It's a game between an average team and a slightly below average team. That all of a sudden we we've got a little we got a little something going on. I'm excited. It should be good. I hope to see you. Um, one of well, one of you two will definitely be wearing something you don't want to wear tomorrow. That's good. Come I, on, Trav. Uh, you, uh, you sell the 16 and 13 Kings short. <laughs> Six is that what they are? Yeah. Sixteen and thirteen. Like above I said, five hundred. This late average, in the season, they're average. That's awesome. I love the it's indirect shots average. you're taking. That's average. It's no, no, no. It is. It yeah. is. But even today, we're doing the you know the promo, and you're like, Al, stop talking about the Kings like they're the '96 no, but, Bulls. No, no, but that was that was more directed at you than it well, was at him. <laughs> that was more like it dude, felt like t- it was directed at both of us. <laughs> well, look, if there was a way to get both of you with one line, I'd like to do that. That's that's the ultimate goal, right? To be able to hit. Both of you guys, long way. You got your, you got well, magic I don't know in why there. You packed that, Slee. Why'd you even bring that? Well, because you're gonna wear it tomorrow. Oh, okay. that's the only reason why. That's your plan. You and should. By dr- the way, if I have to just put it back up in the closet tomorrow, like nothing happened, it'd be the most disappointing, sad uh, <laughs> moment. So Al's got his road magic jersey, the purple go, uh, magic jersey. Along the way, what X? you should do is. So is it a seven o'clock tonight? Seven o'clock tonight. Okay, so yeah. a game will end ten thirty. Uh, game will end probably about 9.45, 10 o'clock. Okay, so let's call it 10. You got well, How long is your post? An hour? Yeah. Okay, so let's call that 11. Mm-hmm. You could be down to the I'm South Bay where Taylor lives by 11.45. Come to <laughs> the lighthouse. Give it to him. Kind of knock on his door, have it wrapped up like a present, run away. His roommates will be fighting in the front yard again. <laughs> but yeah, more reason to go, right? Hey, fellas, uh, Taylor around? You just, guys throwing a haymaker and an uppercut. When you guys are done Taylor. punching each other in the head... Uh, would you mind giving this to your other roommate, Taylor Smith? All right, I did look at the uh, injury report <laughs> earlier today. Harrison I really Barnes, do like that you're sweating. This. Harrison Barnes, questionable. Sabonis too. Sabonis questionable. That's coming up sleep. We're in the money here. Yeah, I mean we got. What about I mean, for the Lakers? What's Russ, the injury report look like there? Austin Reeves doubtful. No, Russ doubtful. Austin Reeves questionable. LeBron probable. So we'll have a few of our guys back. All the different verbs. Adjectives. Oh well, yeah, all of the different states of of humanity, right? You're <laughs> doubtful. You're probable, or what was the other one? Questionable. M- questionable, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm questionable just about every day. Like I wake up, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through the end of the day. But <laughs> maybe it's probable. I don't the only know. thing missing on their injury reports is like whether they're in a good mood or not. <laughs> like I'm waiting. I'm waiting it's for angry. them to add that to the <laughs> status Future. report. Questionable. A uh, positive. <laughs> No, that's that like mean? COVID. You're, you're COVID why positive. Would, why would COVID? Isn't that funny when negative is a good thing? Yeah, you want to be negative. Right. It, it, only in diseases do you want to be negative. Everywhere else in life, being negative is not a good thing. You want to be positive. Don't be negative. <laughs> but it, well, no, no. I unless it's a, a disease. <laughs> I took a test for COVID. Yeah, do you have a disease? Negative. No, I'm very, very negative. That's the way that you want to do We got Ask Mace coming up today, just about 40 minutes from right now. Oh. Um, We've got some good ones, that's, but that's solid. I'm going to be honest. Okay, I need better. We, we, I've got I've got a few good ones, and maybe we can do some phone calls. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. That's a good way to do it. Mace is going to be very good at this, yeah. so I'm going to be particularly selective about what I choose to give to him. So you guys need to up your game. A and little we got to also we got to get out. We got to give him proper amount of time to do it too. 
So if there's ever a day we're going to look at the clock, it might be today. Yeah. And then after that, and then we'll just go back to what we've been doing. Absolutely. But uh, ask Mace. Guys, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Ask Mace is a good one. They've all. It's always good. It's never not been good. It's just degrees of goodness. Yeah. Right? And this one may be slightly degree-er than some of the others along the way. Anything happened in the last uh, 10, 12 hours in the NL West? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. What the hell right? just happened? That's weird. Um. Carlos Correa, who was you know one of the seemingly fifty free agent shortstops that signed a you know nine figure deal yeah. this offseason for thirty seven years, was headed to the Giants on a thirteen year three hundred and sixty million dollar deal. That's yesterday we were on the air. Is it is it right when it yeah. popped up yesterday that the Giants had a concern about something in his medicals? Right, well, they had a they had a presser set up and to they postponed it. the presser. Right. Because of what we're assuming was something with a physical. Something with his medical history, the Giants flagged and said, hey, uh, we need to figure out what this is. No one's saying what it is. HIPAA laws and everything else that go along, you're not allowed to talk about people's medicals and all these things. I get it for good reason. Um, but the Giants put the brakes on. Yeah. And in the time that they put the brakes on until they got the answer that would have satisfied them to go ahead with the press conference... The Mets come in with a 12-year, $315 million deal, one fewer year, yep. 35 fewer million dollars, mm-hmm. but it's done. He's on the Mets now. Steve Cohen, who is apparently made of money, has decided that there is nothing that he wants that he will not buy. Carlos Correa is on the Mets now today after thinking that he was going to be on the on the Giants yesterday. It's funny to look on Twitter and, you know, our old buddy, did you ever work with uh, Mark Willard? No. Okay. So I know Willard, Mark, but I've never worked with so him. So Willard, I think here, you guys didn't cross paths, but Willard was obviously here. He's up now. KMBR up in San Francisco. And I follow some different, I follow some people from New York, follow some people from the Bay Area, and just kind of get a little bit of idea what's going on sports related. It's funny seeing all these timelines because this, I think it was, I want to say it was Heyman that announced it. Yeah, John Heyman announced it. And this was 10 hours ago. So that means... If you're up in San Francisco or on the West Coast, you probably already went to bed, okay? Yeah, 10 hours goes midnight. You probably already went to bed, not really thinking any more of it. Maybe a little like, well, what the hell is going on with Correa? Mm-hmm. And you left it alone. And just reading everybody's tweets, dudes from New York saying, okay, just woke up. What the hell just happened? <laughs> and I'm just reading Willard's tweet. Hey, just woke up. What the hell just <laughs> happened? I mean, everybody kind of on the same page of this. Look, this is... um. This is, it's different. And I I don't know how you should feel if you're a Dodger fan, because one angle of this is I kind of got a little bit excited about the fact that within the division, you got Carlos Correa now representing the San Francisco Giants, arguably the most hated player for Dodger fans, even though you want to see him in Dodger blue, just not for 12 years, Um, arguably the most hated player representing the San Francisco Giants. He was going to be there on top of all these other players that the Padres have, and we know the Dodgers obviously going to win whatever, how many ever games that they're going to win. The fact that he went to the Mets, mm-hmm. the fact that he's going to another really good team in the NL, the fact that they just got better as well. I can't really, I, I can't tell if Dodger fans wanted him there, and they also didn't like the terms, and they mm-hmm. were saying to themselves, "Wow, they're gonna, that's going to hurt them in the future," or they're happy that Carlos Correa is not representing the San Francisco Giants anymore. Hey, It's an interesting question, but I think the answer is, Dodger fans, I think, is a slightly different answer than Dodger organization. I think the Dodger organization probably looks at this as, I don't care, he's not on my team, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Whether he's, you know, up up the road in San Francisco or across the country in New York, we're going to have to beat the Giants, we're going to have to beat the Mets, it doesn't really matter which team he goes to. We, We obviously were not interested in getting him, they didn't get into that, into the pool with him, so what difference does it make to me? As far as as a Dodger fan, when I look at this, this was a bad deal in San Francisco. It's a bad deal in New York. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving a he's he's actually going to play third base for the Mets. It sounds like that uh, what uh, Lindor will continue to be the shortstop in New York. But 
I, I don't want to give an at, unless it's Patrick Mahomes who's twenty four or five years old. Yeah, I'm not giving anybody a thirteen year deal. I'm not giving anybody something. It just it seems like a really bad deal, especially when you have a bunch of other players on your roster that the Mets do who are incredibly expensive. That you go and you get Verlander, you go and resign Edwin Diaz, you go and resign Brandon Nimmo. You just go right right on. And there's more. I'll, I'll give you the whole list eventually. But this, if I'm the Dodgers. I choose not to operate like this. If somebody else wants to do it, go ahead. They're, they're, these these deals Lindor will go is bad. on a ten year three forty one. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. This will be a bad deal at some point. The question is: Is it two years from now, or is it six years from now? Because that four year window is, is a big difference. But these deals will go bad. It's what do you get done in the time before it goes bad? And I, I know I've used this as an example before, but I think it's a perfect example. The Angels went and got Albert Pujols after he'd done all of the good things in his career that he was going to do. Not that he wasn't still a good player, but the best of him was in the rearview mirror. And the Angels basically said, we're going to give you 10 years, and we're going to cross our fingers and hope like hell that in the first two or three, we hit it. That we still have the the last part of his prime mm-hmm. to kind of push us over the top and compete for World Series. That obviously didn't happen in the in the first part of that. It didn't happen, but really quickly after that, Albert Pujols diminished as a major league player. Now Pujols and Correa maybe not exactly the same thing, but the idea is the same. This thing has to hit early. Uh, uh, Bogarts has to hit early. You look at all of these guys that got these long term deals. You can't have these infielders, especially shortstops, yeah. and, and, that are going to be in their 40s on long-term deals. It's just a terrible, terrible way to operate unless you hit it early. That's what I was going to say. If you hit it early, yeah. then it's kind of a ram situation. Hey, listen, we may have to pay the bill for a couple yep. of years, but remember that night we had? Remember when we won that Super Bowl? If you can do that, great. But the examples of that are really rare. It very rarely works out like that. I, I'm a, you know, it's kind of funny. We'll, we'll look at it just from a fan perspective. From a fan perspective, if the Mets decide to to sign Correa to 300 plus million, whatever it is, from a fan perspective, you know what you're saying? Well, it ain't my money, right? Not my money. Go get as stacked as you possibly can. Wait a minute. The Mets are doing what they're almost becoming the team. And I'm not saying that the New York Yankees aren't going to compete next year because they will. I think they got better in the offseason. The Astros have been the class of the AL for the mm-hmm. last five, six years, whatever the case is. But what you just said was the most important thing. For some of these fan bases, what they're saying to themselves, hit once. That's mm-hmm. it. Just hit once. If you hit once, I will tell you this. If San Diego hits once, they've never hit. Right. And I'm talking about in any sport. It's different for New York. I, I get all that. Um, but that's the pressure that's going to come with it. Because you're right. And every if, year you don't hit the pressure. Well, I was, was going to say, because if yeah. you're three years down the road, if I just use the Padres as an example, three years down the road and you never cashed one in. Soto's still on your team? Is Machado still on your team? Is Tatis an idiot, or did he come back and do something? Is Bogarts, is he any version of the Is he still the same player that he was when he was in Boston? The risk is crazy, but you are kind of depending on these early years that if you do hit, then you can kind of always justify, yeah, but we got one. The chances of doing that are obviously, uh, it's very tough. Look, look he... We'll come back and we'll continue this conversation because there there's a lot to it, but there are far more examples of this being a terrible plan than this being a very workable plan. And the Dodgers are kind of in the middle of the whole thing. We'll do that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, the good news is is that you guys are stepping up your game when it comes to your Ask Mace questions. It's coming up at 1045. We're starting to get some very, very good ones, so that should be great. You can also call when we get to it. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. We're going to talk with Alden Gonzalez. That's coming up at uh, 1030. We'll kind of get his view on what the heck happened because it's it's kind of interesting about how the whole thing went down yesterday, uh, which we'll get to in just one second. But I just wanted to say that uh, I'm freshly dressed. Yes. I have on a clean sweatshirt. <laughs> my pants are clean. Everything head to toe. I yeah. got stuff in my hair. I am properly... You put um, deodorant on? Of course. Uh, what, what's the um, uh, uh, toiletried? I am properly <laughs> toiletried from head to toe. Can you? We tell? are all very happy that that is the case. And uh, yeah, it was tough yesterday. It's tough. I could tell that you had. It wasn't tough for us over here. Two day, <laughs> two day old underwear. It was wasn't great. I could it tell. wasn't great. The way I, you were looking into my eyes, I, I was like something's wrong. It was a little uncomfortable. Something's and, wrong. And just kind of and. and a lot of people were asking, like, hey, you when you got home, you threw everything away, right? No. <laughs> got a washing machine. Everything's going to be fine. It wasn't like a dire situation. It was just, you know, a, an extra day that didn't need to be Did happening. Did Susan but judge you a little good. bit? She was horrified just by the idea <laughs> of all scared. of it. She was scared. She's like, what are you going to do? What yeah. do you mean, what am I going to do? There's nothing to do. It's Just have night. Kirk do the post game. She's just like <laughs> us. That's what I was waiting like, for her to say that. You yourself some underwear. You could go to Target. Like, there's, I, there was solutions, Travis. Uh, well, does Target open? that late i guess now at yes, christmas was, time they yeah, would be open be. you're right about that oh, speaking yeah, i'm not of going to Susan, target at 10 30 um very happy it. birthday to my lovely and talented right. and amusing wife uh love you and i'm looking forward to happy celebrating birthday. tonight so awesome uh, so we what get, are you guys doing? Uh, a little Oysters? dinner tonight with the fam and the kids yeah. and a uh, little presents at the house and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, yeah, we. So, here's what happens in the Rogers household starting it's really close on, to Christmas, huh? Well, hold, hold on. Yeah. Just wait. Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is always within three or four days of my birthday. Yep. Okay, so you go, my birthday, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Michael's birthday is in early December. Okay. Susan's birthday is today. Christmas, obviously, is coming up in four days. Bobby's birthday is on January 1st. You have wow. New Year's Day as well. So you've got four of my five family members in about a 40-day window, plus Christmas, Thanksgiving, and oh, New you're Year's depleted. in that same done. thing. Lovely. Yeah. You're Kelly's done. the no only one. She in July. She's, she gives you guys a break. Yeah, she, she's That's actually nice. I like that. She's yeah. kind of on she's an island. island. Yeah. yeah. Right. Of course, her like, oh, I'm never in school for my birthday, so you know my friends. <laughs> She like, does not talk like she doesn't talk like, like Michael. Like she doesn't talk like Michael. Okay. <laughs> they all they, look when you have children. They all kind of start to sound the same. They're all yeah. coming from the same spot. They've all grown up in the same household. They all make the same noise. They all. The they're all pretty sure that like, that's not uh, Bobby, Michael. Wait, no, Kelly. Like you get the names confused all I, the time. I get the two boys mixed up occasionally. Yeah, not mixed up, but I will call them by the the wrong name. Like yeah. I I do recognize my children. I could say that one is Bobby and that one is Michael. No, like there's just a general in my household, all all women, all similar-ish names. And so it's just, we all get jumbled together and like, it's more like the the intent, whatever we're supposed to do is uh, how we recognize our name. I need to figure out how I'm going to approach the celebration tonight. We're going out um, and we're going to kind of, we're going to a restaurant that we go to pretty regularly. Not our usual spot, but a, a different spot Are you that we go Henri to. inviting to the dinner? <laughs> He's, not... He's driving. How? Great. Hey, He's driving. We're uh, we're gonna celebrate Susan's birthday. We wonder if you'd like to join us. <laughs> Pull up a sixth chair at the table. I really That'd like that. Amazing. Idea. I may have. I, I don't have his number. I, I need to get his number too. There's a lot exactly. of things that you've just opened up in the world that uh, we need to get done. What were we talking about? We were talking dinner about Steve plans. Cohen. Oh, dinner plans. Right. Um, work tomorrow, obviously, but I'd like to celebrate my wife's birthday appropriately, which means I have to have a martini, and there's really no point in having a martini. you got to have oysters. two martinis. Where we're going is not an oyster. They may have them, but I'm not... You got to go to the right spots to get the oysters. I'm not just getting them because... but And two martinis is basically... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Two martinis is basically a slip and slide into the rest of the night. I think you've said, so yeah, two is if you're going to have one, you end up with two. Yeah. And then, and then two is like you're not sure what happens from wine. there. Yeah. 
there you go. There, and then and then I come in tomorrow and I can barely open my eyes. So I, I don't <laughs> think I'm going to do that. It's either nothing or you guys are going to have to do the show with me just kind of sitting here like a bump on a log. That'd be lovely. Yeah, it's uh, but, it, it's up to you. So you talked about Steve Cohen and. <laughs> With Steve Cohen this morning, it's just like again, this just seems like a crazy thing that's happening. It's just like this maniacal, almost billionaire that can do whatever he wants, and it almost seems like he doesn't have a plan. And the first thing that came to my mind was this line from uh, The Dark Knight. You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. And he doesn't have a plan. Do, you, do I look like a man with a plan? That's what I thought. He he basically said, what's the difference? They're asking like, wait, what? why did you decide? What's the difference? He also had a line that this puts us over the top. These are the things that if I were a Mets fan would make me like, take, take it easy, buddy. I get that you're <laughs> going to have, he his payroll is going to be nearly a half a billion dollars. Just the payroll on his spreadsheet, right? It's 384. Yep. 384. Throw in the roughly $110 million in luxury tax that he's going to have to pay, Code pushes tax. it up to 495. Okay. He's going to have a billion dollars in payroll in this thing. And he obviously doesn't give a damn. And, and if I were a Mets fan, I would love the idea of a guy that's willing to go do whatever it takes to go do. Yeah. But this idea, oh, well, now we got it. Now we've got the last piece to the puzzle. Well, maybe. But here's, here's the rub, Al. The, nobody's been better than the Dodgers over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. They won one World Series in a half a season. Mm-hmm. Okay? Remember when Alex Rodriguez signed with the uh, New York Yankees a million years ago? And it was like, well, this is ridiculous. They, get, they have Williams and Rodriguez and T- all of these guys and Jeter. And won one. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Red Sox go out and sign Josh Beckett and all these other high-dollar players. It's like, they didn't cash it in like that either. This doesn't really work. You know who's won the World Series in the last handful of years? The Giants. The Astros. The Astros. Mm -hmm. The Kansas City Royals. Washington Nationals. The Washington Nationals. Not that they don't pay the Braves. These are teams that are built mostly on developing their own players and then adding some other pieces in. This is an all-star team. All-star teams very, very rarely come out on top. And so let's say three, four years go by that they don't win the World Series. And he owes a half a billion dollars every year for the next 10 years. He didn't get this money by being crazy and stupid. At some point, okay, this isn't what I needed it to be. Now what do you do? How much do you think this is him? How long has he owned the Mets now? Two or three years? Yeah, he got it in 2020. Yeah, so very recent. And he's trying to make a splash into Major League Baseball, and he's trying to show in New look, York. I'm one of the, you know, obviously the big owners around all the sports. Steve Cohn, you know his name. Mm-hmm. You don't know every owner's name around all the sports. I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I think, I think if it's he, either. You know what I mean? It's either really good or really bad. So if he had the team for, if he had the team for ten years, and at that point, there's going to be an adjustment process. Like I, I think there is part of it. If you're going to go own a team in New York, you got to kind of roll up your sleeves and do what you got to do. And he's got the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not against at all what he's trying to do there. I, I think it does also show that, hey, there's a commitment to winning. That We'll do everything we possibly can sure. to try to go up against across the street. You got the New York Yankees. Doesn't mean it's smart. It doesn't mean it's going to cash in. I think that's the point that you're making. Yeah. But I'm still, if, if I'm sitting here and I'm a, a Mets fan, I'm saying to myself, Okay, I, I don't know how you're going to spend. This is the best example I always give to the Dodgers. You're not supposed to be both. You're not supposed to have all the money in the world and be smart with it. Mets is a perfect example is he has all the money in the world, and I can't tell you if he's being smart with we'll it. We'll find out. I don't know, right? right. And I, I think that's part, of the, um, that's part of the challenge when you're an owner like he is. But if he had, if he had owned the team for 15 years – Maybe that's a different story. I think part of this, you're trying to make a splash no and question. you're doing all that. Now, these numbers are crazy. I'm, I'm not going to tell you that they're not. That's another topic. You're, you're right. But look, this is great back page stuff. This is win the press conference stuff. This is you are the talk of the town on December 21st. Yeah. You're the talk of the town when spring training opens, right? Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Justin Verlander in a Mets uniform. Carlos Correa in a Mets uniform and all of these unbelievable. And then the season starts and now it's just a baseball team. Mm-hmm. It's a very expensive one, but it's just a baseball Are team. Are the personalities the work? right fit? Is the manager making the right decisions? And it's not like the Mets are coming off. I mean, the Mets lost 
They um, cratered last year. They cratered with basically, I want to say there were five days they were not something, something like, like that. that, that they did not it have was, the division lead. Less than a week. Something like that. Yeah. And they lost it in a series against the Braves. You just couldn't get swept. They got swept. Now they're all of a sudden in a three-game matchup against the Padres and Hey, it's not a good matchup. Padres have three good starting pitchers. All they got to do is have two guys that come out and have a good, um, have two a couple good games. I want to say Darvish did it and Musgrove did it. Mm-hmm. Snell had the bad one, and then all of a sudden the Mets were out. But they were they were in the picture. They were in the mix. Their roster. Uh, how many times have we said this on paper? Looks amazing. Sure. We'll just see how it pans out. This is it will probably pan out poorly. It usually does. When you build these super teams, it very rarely works. The Dodgers have done it for 10 years in a row. Not to this degree where you're spending that kind of money. Dodgers spend a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But they're far more strategic in how they go about doing it. They're far all of these great Dodger teams over the last 10 years. The backbone of the team is guys that they drafted and developed or guys that they went other places and got on the cheap. Guys like Justin Turner. Guys like that that are able to do it. They're going to try to do a Noah. It's Kershaw. Mm-hmm. It's Bellinger. It's 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 Will Smith. It's Urias. It's Bueller. It's These are the guys that are the backbone of this team. And then you add in a Mookie Betts, a Freddie Freeman, and put these things together. It's very rarely where you just kind of throw everything in there and say, all right, it's going to work out. It doesn't. The... the at the time, the Washington Commanders named a different team. They tried to do it. We saw the Baltimore Ravens try to do it. We've seen the when Vince Young signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. If you put together this, Lakers tried to do the it. Lakers. Lakers it, have tried to do it a couple it times. It Doesn't work very often, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't work in baseball. Where even if you are the best team, that gives you like a thirty-five percent chance of winning the whole thing. If it's such a look, the Dodger thing is such a good example. But the Dodger thing can be worked either way, because what I could say, I could say, look. Look how the Dodgers have done it. They've done it the right way. They're developing players. They got one of the best farm systems in Major League Baseball. Go down the list of all the positives that comes with the Dodgers. But you said something. With all that, they have won in a 60-game season, and that's all they have to show for it. And that's not to say that they haven't had success in other places, but ultimately the, the Dodgers are not trying to, hey, but we had a great regular season. That's not how it works. Can't I also make an argument the other side that because the Dodgers only have one in a 60 game season that blueprint there's also like there's a the Mets it's kind of a crapshoot of what happens get to the playoffs have the most talent that you can have and kind of take your chances with it I will say with some of the guys that they did get Verlander does have World Series experience mm-hmm. Carlos Correa does have World Series experience so at least they're bringing in guys yes are they overpaid they cash one in. Nobody so will say anything. Here's the other part of this, and we're going to get Alden Gonzalez from ESPN's Inside on this when we come back, that did the Giants kind of spit the bit and screw this up and lose a guy that they really wanted? Or was this more yeah, of so a, weird. hey, so weird. this is something that maybe we have second thoughts on. Is there a way out of this? We'll get Alden's thoughts on that. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so a lot of people woke up this morning and said, hey, what? (laughs) Carlos Correa is a New York Met and not a member of the San Francisco Giants, as we've been thinking for the last several days. Alden Gonzalez joins us right now. Of course, he covers Major League Baseball for ESPN and ESPN.com. Alden, good morning. How are you feeling today? Doing a little tired. Was up a little late last night, but uh, doing all right. Okay, so let me start with this. 
that and and maybe we'll never know because the the medical stuff can be tricky to get to the bottom of but is this more of a case of the giants having a second thought and wanting to to kind of reconsider their position on Carlos Correa and that they're not all that upset that he's on another team or was this a they had a medical consideration that they wanted to discuss further and the Mets jumped in at the last minute and grabbed him away I think it's a little bit more of the latter um it's interesting because people that we spoke to in the industry and obviously these were not people who were in the camp of um Scott Boris's agency, which represents Carlos Correa, or with the Giants, but it's people who tend to know about these things. Um, the thought was generally that maybe this, at the end, this is probably not going to be a 13-year contract anymore, but this deal is not necessarily in jeopardy. This is not something mm-hmm. that the Giants would just completely um, rescind the contract over. Um, obviously, these people were not speaking with knowledge about specifically what the medical issue was, but and look, Scott Boris told, talked to The Athletic um, earlier this morning about it, and, and it seems pretty logical, logical if you're covering it from afar that the Giants are taking too long. And we mm. know that the Mets were in on Carlos Correa before he chose the Giants. We know that Steve Cohen has a lot of money to burn, obviously, and we know that Francisco Lindor really wanted to be teammates with Carlos Correa. And I think it was a situation where the Giants were evaluating this medical issue they were taking a little bit too long, and Scott Boris is incredibly aggressive. Steve Cohen is incredibly aggressive, and they just decided we're going to take this offer because we don't know what the end result is going to be with the Giants. And what you have is, quite frankly, one of the biggest stunners that I have ever covered um, mm. in covering baseball, and I've covered a lot of them. Alden, um, we were just talking about what the Mets are doing and their payroll and kind of their since Steve Cohen has got there, it's less about let's go develop guys, let's just go pay players. Correa is obviously a perfect example of that. What do you make of the type of money that he's spending? What do you make of um, what kind of success that you think that can have? I mean, the Dodgers have probably run over the last 10 years as well as you can possibly run a baseball franchise, and they have one World Series to show for it, and it's a 60-game, in a 60-game set. What do you make of what the Mets are doing? I mean, I love it. I really do. Um, I I think it just sets a different standard for what billionaire owners are capable of. Um, Now, I I think now Steve Cohen is more of a billionaire, I think, than any of the 29 other owners. But, I mean, you you started off this question by saying that they're paying players instead of developing them. I, I would push back on that because you could pay players at a premium on your major league roster and then still develop them in your minor league system. And I think that's what they're doing. Rather than rush prospects up to the big leagues when Steve Cohen got there, they made headway in free agency and then just sort of let their prospects develop. Now, obviously, some of the penalties with going over the luxury taxes, you get first-round draft picks moved back, you lose some international bonus pool money. But look, guys, at the end of the day, this is all going to come down to a simple thing. Is Steve Cohen going to continually be willing to pay exorbitant amounts of money in luxury tax penalties? Right now, his tax bill is about $380 million. Keep in mind that the highest tax threshold, that fourth tier that was introduced into the new collective bargaining agreement, which everybody calls the Steve Cohen tax, is 293. He has completely blown past that for next year. He's looking at a tax bill of about $100 million next year. But if Steve Cohen, who is a diehard Mets fan, who is incredibly rich, is just totally okay with being like, all right, fine, $100 million, here you go, it's kind of a drop in the bucket for him, then he could do this for as long as he wants. Mm. And look, it's why there was some pushback when Steve Cohen was trying to get approved to be the Mets' new owner. A lot of owners were worried that he was going to spend to this extent and drive up prices in the way that we've seen this offseason and not care about any of the penalties and basically change the game in that regard. And I think that's exactly what's happening. Alden Gonzalez covers Major League Baseball for ESPN. And the the what you're just talking about kind of goes together with, with what I want to ask you next, Alden. And there's always been haves and have-nots in Major League Baseball. There's always been the Yankees on one end, and there's always been the Oakland A's and some other teams on the other end. 
Is this different than that? Like you just talked about the the Cohen tax, where we're talking about one guy specifically going over the, the threshold by nearly a hundred million, paying a hundred million in tax. And I understand that there are always going to be teams that are in competitive and economic disadvantaged positions, but this feels really different to me. Am I wrong? Where you're going to have the Dodgers, Yankees, you know, Cubs, Braves in one category, and you're going to have twenty or twenty five other teams in another. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair to say. But I will tell you that we've seen that throughout baseball history. When George Steinbrenner was still alive, we saw the Yankees spend money like that. Um, but I think that's always been the case. Um, that's what happens when you play in a sport that has no salary cap. And you know, some people have brought up the possibility of introducing something of a salary floor because you look at a team like the Marlins who play in that same division who haven't made, I don't think, a single off-season transaction this year. Mm. Uh, I'm being hyperbolic, but they've done almost nothing, and they're trying to contend, and they obviously can't contend at those sums. But look, I mean, a payroll, a salary floor was brought up during the labor negotiations. The union pushed back on that because it would also require a salary ceiling, and it would resemble a salary cap, and that is something that the Players Association is adamantly against. I will say I think baseball, because of that reality, that there's no salary cap, and because of the different dynamics in different markets, specifically with the different sizes of TV deals and fan bases, you're always going to have a situation where, at least to some extent, it's haves and have-nots. But look, you guys brought it up earlier. The Dodgers have a lot. One one championship in a 60-game season. Right. I think the nature of baseball um, allows for teams that don't spend a lot of money to still contend if they're smart about it. Um, and I think also just the randomness of the postseason, which is even more random now with more teams, allows teams to make deep runs. But Steve Cohen has made it clear that you're going to have to spend some money, at least some money, if you want to contend in the sport right now. And, and I will say, it's not just Steve Cohen. Look at Peter Seidler in San Diego, spending a lot of money too. Look at John Middleton in Philadelphia, also spending a lot of money and being aggressive. You're seeing a lot of aggressiveness from, from teams. The Texas Rangers, the Giants trying to spend all this money. You're seeing a lot of aggressiveness throughout the sport, and I think that's all good. Alden, uh, final one for me. Um, the Dodgers have been, just kind of compared to other off-seasons that they've had, we're talking about all these big-time players, like you mentioned, going to the Padres or going to the Phillies or going to the Mets. What have you made of the Dodgers offseason? They want to get under the luxury tax threshold. From, from my understanding, um, they won't come out and say this, and I will add that they, would, they were still going to open themselves up to be opportunistic, even if it meant exceeding the luxury tax for a third straight year, which means you know, really, um, some really big penalties um, if the market would have dropped on some, of, on some of the best free agents. We saw, with regard to how this offseason played out, that that wasn't going to be the case. These free agents were signing for a lot of money. And so I think one thing that Andrew Freeman has shown is that if that opportunity to capitalize is not there, he's not going to go chase it and sign what he thinks is a bad contract, which, I mean, you could argue you could argue the merit to that. But we, I think we've known from the beginning that this was going to be an offseason when the Dodgers were more conservative, when they were going to open up a path for younger players to get more playing time. Um, I think they'll still be good because they still have a lot of star talent and they know how to limit runs better than anybody. But, you know, you look at this roster and there's a lot of holes and there's a lot of question marks on it. I think part of the reason too, and this is another thing that the Dodgers won't come out and say flatly, but I think the uncertainty over Trevor Bauer and whether or not they're going to have to owe him up to $34 million next season Mm. if an arbitrator... um, cuts his suspension in half, I think that also plays a difference with regard to their financing. Alden Gonzalez covers Major League Baseball for ESPN. Alden, thanks for your time. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Alden. Thank you, guys. You got it. So I want to come back and, and after Ask Mace, which we're going to yeah. do next, but the answer to the first question, that this is more that the Mets seized an opportunity. They saw mm-hmm. a little crack of daylight and they ran through it as opposed to the Giants going, hey, what the hell did we buy last night? And can we still cancel the order? I think those are such different results and obviously it changes the way that you look at the Giants. That's coming up in just a little bit, but it is time. Ask, Ask Mace. Mace. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, so we've taken Wednesdays and kind of transitioned it from an Ask Slee, which we're still doing on Mondays and Fridays, but Wednesday is kind of a guest host, a guest yeah. uh, a, a, a guest pinch hitting appearance. Steve Mason is our guy today. It's going to be an Ask Mace day. Good morning, Mace. How are you feeling? Good morning. I'm feeling great, guys. I am honored to be uh, selected yes. as the honorary question answerer today. Well, I I, uh, I don't know if this puts pressure on you or not, but I honestly am looking as forward to you doing this as him because you have been an Ask Sleep participant really since we've launched this thing. So I have high expectations for you, Mace. Oh, uh, well, I, I hope to meet. It's, it's very hard to fill the shoes of sleep. Sure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's yes. start. Let's, <laughs> let's start with uh, Cap from Whittier. And Cap writes If you had to fight anybody at the station, who would it not be? The last person you'd want to fight at the station? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, the last person I would want to fight at the station is. Uh, Ireland. I think Ireland is unbelievably soft. Uh, rich guys are always, always easy to beat. Uh, he may hammer me with a, a golf club, but I would be able to attack and win against John Ireland. What yeah, because the- if, it's, if it's the other side, you know, I'm going, I don't want to fight DeMarco. I no. don't want to fight Kirk. No. I don't want to fight anybody who's an athlete and has some size to them that we're stepping away from. Do you, 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 yeah, it, oh, it, yeah, no question. It's a weird kind. You want to stay away from the athletes for sure, and you yeah. want to stay away from the bigger guy. That Anybody that's like a radio guy feels like an easy mark. Am I crazy Can about Can I tell that? you honestly, though, I would really love to kick Sedano's ass. <laughs> It would it would make me very happy to drop Sedano like a bag of rocks. Why would that be at the top of your list? <laughs> we could what we could do, Mace. We get the table out of the way in the studio. We got kind of a ring here. It's kind of like yeah. kind of perfect kind of the right box shape. here. We can sell tickets on the outside. <laughs> we got people looking through the window. I, I, we get, and yeah. I want George. I want George wearing a mock turtleneck <laughs> and you know, like a little flower in his uh, in his lapel and all that stuff when he's dressed up for TV. That's the Sedano I want to. I want to kick that guy's ass. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Hector in San Diego, who's got one for us. What's up, Hector? Hey, what up, fellas? And again. Thank you for letting me bat out lead off after my fellow San Diego Kaplan, which I, I really love. But like Suze, you know, today is all about us. It's, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. a little extra special. Thank you. Thank you, Trav. But, yeah, it's, it's a little special for me because this is my post-cancer, my first post-cancer birthday. And oh, I have wow. faith. It's definitely not going to be my last. So it's awesome. I, Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Hector, that is terrific news. That is terrific news and tears to many, many, many more. Yes. I know that you went through the fight and you had the surgery and everything else. You were keeping us updated on all this. That today's your birthday is hopefully the first of many, many more to come, my friend. Ah, great news, man. Great news, Hector. Do you want to ask something? Thank you you, you want to ask Mace something weird about oh, who he'd yeah. like to fight? Oh, <laughs> no, not, no, I don't want to do that. But I do want to thank all the listeners because they always, always uh, send me some good wishes. And I'm glad to start my day with my peeps and my and my fellow Padre fan. Obviously, just being sleep in this radio station. And in lieu of presents today, please go buy something Padres related. We need to pay everyone. Every single baseball player we decided to buy now since we're a luxury team all of a sudden, which I really appreciate. So, uh, but, but cool, I, man. Uh, but Mace, I, I, ha- I haven't asked Mace for you. Um, okay. Mace, what's the wor- what's worse, faking that it's your birthday at a chain restaurant to get a crappy free dessert? Or faking it's your birthday at a retail store to get an additional fifteen percent off your purchase. Travis Lee All Stars. Thanks. What, what's worse? What's worse is the question. Yes. Um, I will say that the faking of the birthday at the at the department. By the way, is there a department store that gives you? 15% I was just going to ask you the same your- thing, Mace. I've never even heard of that. 
I mean, I would run that scam, I think. <laughs> I, would, I don't think it's fair, but I would definitely run that scam. My birthday's every day. When I go to Ross Dress for Less, it's my birthday. Hey, 15% off. 15% uh, off hoodies and hats. I, I will tell you a story. We like to send uh, the birthday to the birthday cake and the whole ceremony to somebody who's it's not their birthday. You know how this works, right? So we did it. We were at a Benihana in Honolulu, uh, and Michael Thompson, John Ireland, everybody, Mike Trudell, everybody who's at this thing, we sent Michael Thompson a birthday. Uh, <laughs> we told him it's Michael Thompson's birthday. They bring out this cake with a candle in it, and he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Finally, finally figures it out and, and blows out the candle. But it was hilarious to watch Michael Thompson deal with that. Love it. All right, next one. I like the blind one. The thing I wouldn't do good if I know I'm going to choke. and be like, oh, that's great. Uh, what's the day today? I'd be like, I have no idea. I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Daniel Tapia writes, which four people, dead or alive, sit at your table and talk to you while smoking a J? Oh, that is great. Um, I am going to go Seth Rogen. Oh. Willie Nelson. Hmm. And Bill Maher. Those are the. Th- I know they're all stoners. I know for a fact they're all stoners. I should add Woody Harrelson. I smoked out with Woody Harrelson once. That's awesome. In a really strange situation. I ended up in a in some sort of mansion in Malibu when I was smoking out with uh, Woody Harrelson and his brother Cliff. Uh, so he would also be a good addition. But I think Mar Snoop uh, and Seth Rogen would be a hilarious table. So I, I, I like that. That's a good list. But do you not want somebody at the table who's not a regular user, just so you can see how that goes, like Ireland or somebody who's not in that oh, end of the pool? The straight man. The straight man. Um, how about uh, who, would, who would be... Mace, it's gonna, Mace, it's gonna ruin your high. I say just stay with people it, who are high. It, it is. It's gonna. It's gonna uh, crush my buzz. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go with all stoners. All stoners at that table. All right. Here's another one. 805 Raider says, Mace, when did you first start eating in bed, and why did it stick? <laughs> okay. So uh, let's see. It's been, I, honest to God, it's been years that I've eaten every meal in bed, and I have for many, many years. When did it start? It started when I lived over in Venice, and we lived in a very, very small condo, and there was really no kitchen table. Mm. Um, it was it was only 800 square feet, so there was no kitchen table. There was just a kitchen, a bathroom, and a bedroom, and the most obvious place to eat was the bedroom. So since then, it has stuck, even though we moved from that place you know, six years ago, we still eat in bed. So it was at a necessity in the beginning, and now it's just become luxury. It's just luxury, yeah. To me, uh, don't you guys, when you go to a hotel and you stay in a hotel and you get room service, don't you eat in bed when no, you get room service? I do not. <laughs> nor, nor do I. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the most incredible, delicious thing in the world is to eat a steak in bed on the first night of room service. I think you're on an island. You and Emily, you're on I don't understand a- why. By the way, I, I, love, I love how he goes steaks where he needs his utensils, too. I think you guys do it, and you're just not admitting it. I think more people eat in bed than you think. No, I, I have and admitted just- to many embarrassing things on this show, so I'm, I, I am happy to share my peccadillos out there with the universe, but that's just gross. Okay, I, I have, had, I have had breakfast in bed, but that's like once a year. You know? Yeah, breakfast in bed, dinner dinner in bed, <laughs> snacks in bed, ramen in bed, ribs, the whole donuts thing. in bed. The whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, we're, it's all purpose. All right, here's one from Jesus Jaquez, and he's got like six in one particular tweet. So wow. I'm, I'm going to okay. read them all to you, Mace. You pick which ones you want to answer. Yeah. Uh, I, I do need this one first. He says, what is your standard in and out order? That's kind of the Travis Lee point of entry. What is it? Uh, it's uh, basic, straight up, uh uh, a double, 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 uh, plus uh, fries, animal style, and the milkshake. Okay, that's that that that's that's about right. Is there? Do you Pretty go? Basic. Pretty do you basic. go the the same shake every time? Do you mix it up? Have yeah, you ever tried the Neapolitan shake? You've ever hit that? I have hit the Neapolitan. Yeah, I like that a lot. How uh, full I are you? Go, I I generally uh, how full am I? Yeah. How, by the time you're done with the shake, the fries, and the burger, I don't know about you. I can't move for a day and a half. That's that's pretty much a meal. I mean, their burgers are big. Their fries are. Uh, yeah, I I think that is a full meal. I don't think I can go further than that. Than that. But I I guess I'm pretty basic at In and Out. 
All right, here's another one from Jesus. What are the what is the best and worst Christmas gift you've ever received? Uh, the best Christmas gift I ever received was a big wheel when I was six years old. Awesome. That was the best. It's been straight downhill since then. <laughs> uh, Those the were the best gifts when is, you were younger. Yeah. God bless my mom, but she never gets the size right on anything she buys me. Too- she she'll she'll get it wrong every she'll like buy me a medium of something and I'm like I was a medium when I was in college <laughs> I am no longer a medium so she gets the size wrong every time I would never tell her I hope she's not listening I don't think she is uh, but she does not know what size I wear all right one more Mace and this is bringing it back uh, to the station here this is from Philly Phil and he says who is the most self-absorbed ESPN personality and there are five choices you ready. Yep. Kellerman, Sedano, Kaplan, you, or someone else? You know, I'm going to circle back to my favorite guy at the station, the one I'd like to drop like a bag of rocks, <laughs> Sedano. He really thinks he's a big shooter, I'm telling you. Uh, and we take him down during crosstalk every single day. But George, his favorite person is George. Uh, there's no question. I think he is the uh, the, the blue ribbon winner on this. <laughs> I had a, by the well, way, I've really the, I've really gone after Sedano today. I'm going to hear it this afternoon. That Sedano was the answer to two of these. Who is the most inflated ego, and who you would like to fight? Is <laughs> that he's both of those? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to save this and play it for George this afternoon. Uh, Mace, Mace, I got one quick one for you. What is Steve yep. Mason doing in five years? Steve Mason in five years is still doing Mason in Ireland, and I'm doing my podcast is going to go daily. But I intend to do at least five more years at uh, at ESPN. That's my go. that's my goal. Five more years. Will you have fought Sedano by then? Oh God, Sedano will be long gone. <laughs> you know how often we change the afternoon show. I mean, I've I've worked I've worked with so many afternoon shows now. I, it's like uh, it's. I'm sure they've got guys lined up. <laughs> Thanks, Mace. We'll see you in a couple hours. All right, cool. See you in a bit. Hi, Mace. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, I told you he'd be good awesome. at that. I like that Sonano got two of them. The guy he'd like to fight and the guy that has the most <laughs> inflated ego. I didn't think that he'd get both of those. <laughs> Tell me this is not a, a ring. It, you're right about the shape. It's a little more narrow on this end. It gets a little wider yeah. out there, so I don't you know gotta if be strategic rope when you're would work in here or not, but maybe it would. I don't know. Uh, a Again, very quickly, happy birthday, Hector. That's yeah, great shout news. Out to I'm Hector. glad that uh, shout out. seeing some people here on the Twitter stream as well, wishing you good wishes awesome. and happy birthday, Hector. That is that is great. I'm glad you're feeling well, and um, I owe you a round of golf. I said, you know, you get you get right, and we'll go out there and we'll play a little golf, and we're going to do that. Awesome. Sure. I also have something to tease. So yeah. I've been having a, I have kind of a thing that I kind of get myself into around Christmas time every year regarding presents. So. I'll talk about it on the other side. All right. Emily uh, has, uh, hopefully it's about my present. That's what I'm most interested in. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.